kissfm.com.au. What's up, Melbourne? Welcome back to another episode of Open Deck. We're on the final top two DJs of Melbourne. And tonight for episode 99, we have the party mashup remix master, the prince of the party. He goes by Spice. And I'm really excited to have him on, hit him with some tough questions and get him to do a little bit of a guest mix for us a little bit later on. So hang around for that. But I'm going to get straight into it with a heavy one from another local legend who's doing some big things. His name's Camps, and he, I've got his new Kerncraft 400 remix, and it goes hard. So let's get stuck into it. Yeah. 
That is me. We're going to go for a quick ad break. We're going to get your boy Spice on. Stay tuned for that. KissFM.com.au Dance Music Australia. All right. We are live back in the studio with Spice. How you going, bro? Good yourself. Woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> good to have your man. Keen yeah. to make this finally happen. Episode 99. Literally. The lucky 99. Lucky 99. Second last, man. It's been a, been a big journey to get here, but I'm glad to actually finally get you on. Yeah. What? Um, you know, how long have you been DJing? It flies, man, but it's good to finally make this happen. But yeah. let's just talk a little bit about you, man, because I want to hear about your story. So, um, you know, how long have you been DJing? Like, what got you started? Uh... 
what got me started was really um i grew up on a lot of like blues and jazz and everything oh, and wow. then yeah yeah so not electronic at all yeah, that's but different. then when i yeah when i started in high school like i remember my mate would just give me like an like an not an airpod back then it was like just the apple earphones he goes listen to this like while we're doing work and stuff yeah and i was like Tomorrowland stuff like Steve Oki and all this I was yeah. like what is this stuff um, and then I was like hang on show me videos of Tomorrowland and everything and um, I was like oh like they're not playing instruments what do they do they're DJing and then mm. I finally got my first decks when I was like I don't know 15 or something just the uh, bedroom DJ stuff yeah. and that's really how it started just some cheapies and then yeah yeah just little little same little starter pioneer thing and it blows me away in Melbourne hey like so many people start so young like 15 bro like yeah, that's, that's yeah. epic how old are you now? Uh, 23 yeah so I you to think about that for a second <laughs> <laughs> so you've been for a while then yeah yeah, yeah I'd say so when you just sort of start like wanting to take it seriously like um, it was probably when I was 17 so I started to do a lot of um, like house parties with a mate of mine around Geelong and it yeah. got to a point where we were doing like house parties every weekend it was yeah. like it was sick like we got our own equipment not mine it was my mates like <laughs> I, I couldn't afford that stuff in high school and like yeah, no, no job and everything no. but yeah it was about 17 and then I got my first like underage gig there and because you know Geelong's a pretty big town in terms mm. of like population for everything in Victoria I guess but yeah so yeah. did you, so you started out in Geelong, like, was it hard to sort of build a name for yourself back then? And like in a, in a small, like, um, I guess it's relatively big population, but yeah, yeah. it's still a small town. Like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yes and no, like it, it, it helped starting in high school. So mm. like, and it, like with footy and everything, you start to get that, you know, that, you know, the high school bullies be like, oh, his name's like, he started DJ and <laughs> with all the house parties and everything. Yeah. But it, it did help. Um, just because again as you said it's not that big of a town mm. um yeah by the time i was 18 and got my own residency i was that guy that was out every weekend yeah. so you know if you're out every weekend two three nights a week yeah um the regulars start to know you and it, it kind of just becomes easy from there really and snowballs yeah. yeah i mean i guess that's your clubbing years everyone sort of starts going clubbing see how your friends get around it and oh, stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and i'm still i still i'm still like that like i'll try to be out as much as possible yeah and so I'm you that, still haven't lost the spark for it you still no, like going no, out every yeah, weekend? yeah i'm yeah. that guy like lucky i'll be there tonight and yeah I'm, going after this I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, every week i'm there to a close when I probably shouldn't be. I just I don't want to leave. I I've got a massive fear of FOMO. <laughs> no, I love it, man. The passion, bro. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um. So when when did you sort of start making the move to, to Melbourne and decide that you know I'm going to move out of Geelong and, and start trying to get gigs here? Uh it was a. I've always wanted to move to Melbourne because I've 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 just loved the city always. But it was actually it was about a year and a half ago we moved. Um. With my roommate Benny. That yeah, was on Benny, Benny Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably listening to it right now. Um. But yeah, it was during COVID and what it was like a year and a half into COVID like we didn't know how long it was going to last it mm. just sucked um and Benny still had to do work on the other side of Melbourne you had to drive he goes he's the one that pulled the pit he goes Spice we've wanted to move to Melbourne it's costing me too much to go to work like every day mm. like I'm moving either you're coming with me or <laughs> I'm going so then we looked for an apartment and yeah so about a year and a half ago yeah and then like it's um you then sort of started to get more gigs and sort of started doing lucky and stuff and like how yeah. did you get your sort of foot in the door there uh well that start like lucky started like pre-covid oh so before um, okay. yeah it actually kind of cost me my year 12 because <laughs> <laughs> don't stay in school but oh my god because I I was just the I was that guy 
guy all eggs in one basket like yeah. during year 12 that's when i started going to lucky because I, I repeated like year one so i was a year older than everyone in my year level yeah so people were turning 18 but i already was mm. and because i started playing my residency when i was 18 during year 12 every thursday i'd get a car i don't drive but yeah. I, I found someone that wanted to go to lucky they would drive and i just get like one or two car loads of people on a thursday night to come from geelong to melbourne every yeah. week and i became a promoter and that's how oh, i saw okay that's so that's how how I, yeah and they gave me my first opening set and then like you know they give me another one and another one and then yeah. eventually got my first prime time set um so yeah there man that's epic bro like putting that putting that much effort in bringing two carloads to the club yeah it was uh it was one of those things where you know i mean promoting's changed a little bit now i feel post-covid since from like pre-covid but it was such a huge thing and i met kieran one of the owners of lucky yeah when he's still um he's kind of he doesn't do lucky thursdays anymore but you know still a still a partner at lucky he he started to notice that and yeah, I remember one time I stumbled out of Lucky really drunk when I knew him, but he didn't really know me. And I was just talking like, yeah, oh, I shouldn't, I won't Nonsense. swear or anything, but yeah, <laughs> I was very drunk. I like, bumped into him and stuff. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I knew exactly who he was. He goes, no, nah, it's fine. Like, I love your bubbly energy. And then that's when he gave me the first prime time set. Cause oh. he's like, I, I know you like, you come all the way from Geelong on a Thursday night. Oh, and, and you built your name from that. Yeah, that's it's just true. <laughs> Like, mate, if there's one way to do it, bro, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But let's just talk a little bit about like your edits, man, because I think that's what you're sort of most famous for, your edits, your remixes. I think they're on like another level. Like every time oh, you release you. a, new, a new edit pack, I'm always getting around it. I'm sure everybody else in Melbourne gets around Thanks, it. But man. like generally, how do you keep coming up with stuff like that, man? Like it's, oh. it must be hard to keep coming up with new ideas, staying fresh. Like, I mean, uh, yes and no. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say my stuff is too, like I wouldn't say my stuff is crazy at all. It's just like, I've been doing mashups, you know, it's, it's been my bread and butter for a while because mm. I've only just started to get into like regular remixes and some other stuff. But um, I don't know, I guess it's just that that thing of if you do it for long enough, you get more comfortable mm. with it and you just start pumping them out yeah. a lot quicker. Um, yeah, it's very... It's just something that you just keep hammering at and... Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I've got some, I've got some things that help me with it, like knowing what songs are in key and everything. Yeah, like using okay. some, but when I started, I didn't do that, and most of it was just the having an idea to to put it on paper or in the door, as I should say. <laughs> Do you um, ever get like, cause I get this all the time. Like when you're listening to a track, you're like, oh, I reckon that track would go really well with that literally track. Literally that, yeah. You hear it like on the yeah. radio and you're like, oh, that sort of sounds like this one. And then you go home and you try and do it. Yeah. yeah you probably have that all the time. Literally. Just literally. Like t- today I, I made a mashup that I'll probably play after this. But um, yeah, it's like you listen to it and you just go, that's cool. What like, and then you just start playing vocals in your head and go, yeah. what do you think would fit with that? And then you give it a go. And yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a lot of that, man. And yeah. It's a, trial and error. Yeah. Just see what, uh, see after what goes the years when you're downloading a lot of like acapellas and a lot of tracks, it, it's, yeah. it's that because not everything works. Like there's some, there's some times where I'll go like two weeks or more. I've just been like, nothing's sounding good. Nothing's clicking. Yeah. Okay. But it's so like, okay, like not, not this track. Let me try this one. It didn't work as well as I thought it sounded in my head. Yeah. Um, it's just rinse and repeat. That's my biggest problem because I come up with good ideas and then like, I can't actually put it down on yeah, paper. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, why does it sound so <laughs> yeah. good in my head? But yeah, it doesn't, it, that yeah. literally happened to me today. It sucks. <laughs> oh, well, trial and error, man. Like yeah. you said. Um, but yeah, is there any reason you're sort of still like, because your edit packs are massive, it sort of really built your brand, but is there any reason why you're sort of focusing on, on those a lot more than rather like originals that like other people would be um, releasing? I think the the biggest uh, 
pro like pro and con with me is that it's just always been my bread and butter like that's what i started with so again it's just mm. i've been so comfortable with it for so long um because when i started and like looking up to melbourne djs and everything like jesse james and all they did they're the party essentials pack yeah i was just that guy where i did it because it was fun um and then you know that's really the only reason why i got my following on soundcloud, SoundCloud. Yeah. so um Wait, what was the question again? The question is, as you said, is there, are you, do you think you're eventually like sort of gonna yeah. uh, focus on like originals and stuff in the future? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually now with recently reaching 30K, um, my agent did say um, at the start of the year, but you know, we're, mm. we're always a bit behind on the plans. <laughs> There's always things that get in the way and me like not, not working to the deadlines. But um, yeah, I started doing a lot more remixes uh, last year and I realized that house music was doing really well and kick bass was dying down. Yeah, so those, is, I, sure. I was doing bootlegs with mashups, but you know, they never really did well statistically yeah, right. like compared to mashups. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now the next step is originals and I've started doing originals the past, I know, two or so months and we're in two weeks, I've got my first one coming out on Spotify. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, exciting. I'll still do the mashups and everything, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's just, I've done that for so long i mean not not decades but that's been yeah. the only thing that i've primarily done now it's time to move on to the next thing and you know get on spotify and yeah i love it man um, i'm keen to see i'm keen to hear an, an, a spice original real yeah soon. that'll be yeah the first one coming out in two weeks is just a it's just a remake of dj god has fallen in love oh, so okay. i made like a, a like a remix of that and i absolutely loved it and then when matt my agent said like hey we gotta like let's start getting you on spotify I pitched the idea of like, can't I just get someone to like re-sing this and then upload it? Yeah, like I saw that original. on your vlog. I saw that on your vlog. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was, yeah. he was like, yeah, you can do that. Like there's a there's a massive gray area about it as long as you're not like selling it for profit. Like you're allowed to put like a full remake uh, on. As long as, as, long as there's, yeah, as long as there's no elements. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I'm still very new to it. <laughs> so I, I, you I, don't could, get sued. I could get sued. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially it's like, if you make a, like a house remix of a original, as long as there's no like aspects of the original in it, like you're not ripping anything and then you just get someone to re-sing it. It's essentially a, um, a new track. Oh, so okay. Yeah, I guess so that's probably why they get away with it. Like you see DJs always doing this like tracks and releasing them and you're, it's probably because they, yeah, they've just re re-sung the acapella or yeah, something. Yeah, which like. makes so much sense. You're on Spotify um, and you listen to so many songs. Like I know this song, this is a classic, yeah. but it's like, you know, a new, a different person singing on it and it's a completely different remake. It's like, oh, did they get the rights to, post yeah. that as an original no they didn't Od odds are they, yeah. yeah it's just a weird loophole wow okay it's interesting to know all right well um any djs out there listening yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> there's your next loophole uh, hopefully you don't get sued don't take our yeah, no don't, don't quote us <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'll keep you posted um but i want to just talk about like um you, you how far you've sort of grown so like you you got signed to one of the biggest agencies lucky ent like mean what sparks is on that label like yeah yeah you know they, some, that's they there's some huge names on in there. that. Even like, like, even look at rappers like Mars Wolf and everything. Yeah, like even more than just DJs. There, they're crazy, huge, man. huge agency, man. Like, can you talk me through sort of how that happened and how you like ended up getting signed by them? Um, well, I was with an agency previously, like pre-COVID. I was with them for like three years, and when I started there, um, an agent there was actually Maddie Dargan, which is my agent now, and yeah. he moved to Lucky like maybe six months after I joined in like 2019. Um, so I've always kind of known him and you know, he, he's an agent. So like, especially mm. as a lucky agent, they know everyone in the scene. Like yeah, they're always course. watching who to potentially sign and all that. Yeah. Um, and then just at the end of COVID, he started messaging me being like, I think we could 
potentially do some work together. Oh, and like, awesome. Yeah, so he approached me and I thought about it. Obviously, you think, oh, should I join them or not? And then, yeah, I eventually joined him and it's just been happy days since then. So has it been like a, like a huge bucket light of them when you, when you sort of got signed to them? Was yeah, it like, man, yeah. It, was, it was a bit of, you have that sort of excitement of, oh my God, I'm being like signed to Lucky as like any DJ would yeah, want to be. it's huge for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, but then like there was no real like, and I love this too, there was no real like announcement when I joined or anything. Matt just went, like let's just get to work like let's uh, just let's okay. just start let's just start doing stuff and not worry about any sort of um big announcement or anything because okay. you know the scene's changing not many people like announcements for every single artist he goes just join us and we'll just get to work and see what happens yeah, yeah and grow from there That's and yeah been very happy with them since him and lucky I'm behind, yeah yeah well you've had the opportunity to sort of do some pretty big gigs through throughout man like i know that you've supported like steve aoki bro yeah. like kid Leroy, obviously sparksy as well yeah yeah name. personal melbourne favorite you know what's it like to sort of support support those big guys and play those massive gigs um well it's sick <laughs> yeah it's um like it's it's awesome to say that like I've played on the same night as them or I was their warm up DJ essentially for them. Yeah, um, you nervous, bro? Like- um, that's that's the weird thing about me. Even when I played at Ultra this year, I was only on like. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's only the side stage, of course. Oh, like, I reckon that side stage was going off. Bro. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, and the weather was yeah, crazy. Was um, yeah. yeah, even even being the side stage or playing before these big guys and like billboards and like um, for nights like that, what they have like 1,200 people or a thousand yeah, people, whatever massive. it is in the massive room. I honestly don't get nervous, and it's been really weird. Really, because. Um, you know, it's sick to be like, oh my God, I'm playing before them. But at the same time, it's it's a sense of, um, especially in Billboards and Lucky because I play there every week. It's very similar. It's like, you yeah. just need to make sure you know what not to play. And then it's almost at a sense, it's like a job. It's like a, you know, yeah. you, you've played here how many times? You've played how many sets? Yes, you're playing before a big dog, but it's just like any other set really. Yeah, okay. So, so you're not nervous to a massive no, crowd no. like that? Nah, no, okay. the first time I met Steve Oakey, it was his 40th birthday. And it was, I think it was the Lucky Thursdays seventh birthday again mm. that's when i was in high school and just starting to promote and stuff oh wow and you met him back yeah, then. I, wow. yeah I met him backstage well not really actually because I, I, I sold x amount of tickets i was allowed to have like a meet and greet with him yeah that time he like came down from the vip room just to hop on for his set and i got that i got so starstruck <laughs> i couldn't even say hi to him and he walked past me i was shaking oh no way but yeah now like today's day I just, it's weird I don't get like nervous just another person really yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. if anything I'm probably more nervous for this interview than playing before <laughs> the PS <laughs> oh nah bro not a, I won't hit you with that many hard questions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the one asking the questions and yeah I like, know that's actually a really good segue bro because like I know you do a lot of stuff outside of like just being a DJ and behind the decks you do, you do a lot of content like Lucky TV being one of them where you interview punters at the clubs yeah. you know what's, what's the sort of idea behind that um, well, again, when starting with Lucky Thursdays, they always had Lucky TV before me and I've watched Oh, did it. they? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. It, I think you're the only one that sort of made it take off because yeah, I've never seen it before. No, no, de- nah? I definitely didn't. No, it's just oh, been really? going downhill from me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, they started with some guy, I think his name was Joe or something and they were hilarious. And then uh, after that, they've had like three or four different hosts. Okay. Um, including ex-girlfriend, which is sick. <laughs> Before me. But yeah, That's I, all no, good. I think it, no, yeah, no hate or anything. That no, was, it was good. It was funny. But um, 
yeah, I think it was just a good situation of me being promoted there for so long and always being there every Thursday and always wanting to get more involved as, you know, mm. I'd, I'd never want to leave. Yeah. I always want to be more involved, more, more, more. Yeah. Um, at some point, whoever the last host was, host was before me, um, they stopped for whatever reason. And then that's when Kieran was like, oh, hey, like, do you just want to start doing the lucky tv and that's how it started really so you sort of do that on thursday nights on, on yeah, lucky yeah. we haven't done it for a bit because there's been some complications with like we're trying to swap from videographer to like a for someone filming on a phone so it's oh, more tiktoker okay. friendly and getting new microphones to oh, work in okay. the phone and so we haven't done it for a while but yeah essentially we'll bring it back to weekly eventually have you ever seen any like real cook stuff happen on those that you can't Dude, that you can't oh yeah there's <laughs> there's been some awkward moments and some like some like crazy moments like <laughs> oh, there's so many it's hard to remember i remember one um it, it was it was something it was a similar question like the bread gangs uh, tell us so something your mum doesn't, doesn't know, know but yeah. like i i hate saying that yeah, because you like, can't use it that's their thing theirs, i don't yeah. want because you know you, you post that he's like you're just trying to be yeah, bread gang course, it's yeah. like no i love josie and, <laughs> and cam i'm yeah, not no. um but it was something along the lines of uh, tell us something that like uh, nobody knows or, or yeah, whatever okay. it was I forget it um, and the girl said that she hooked up with her best friend's ex um, and the best friend was right next to her <laughs> and like she, I saw her like react in real time it was just insane. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so, this is <laughs> bad." But oh my, I'm glad we're recording this. This is good content. Oh. I don't even think the episode got posted. Oh but, damn! Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there was a really awkward moment, like two months ago or something. It's it was it again. It's not really like funny, but it was just it just goes to show you never know what's gonna happen. Mm. We asked something about a mum, and some girl just goes quiet and I was like oh she might be thinking about her answer or something mm. and her friend like leans over because we're sitting on like a couch in, in like one of the booths and she goes oh her mum actually passed away not too long oh, ago no. and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> how like, do you come back from that how, yeah you, I couldn't I like <laughs> here's some drink cards I'm so sorry but it, like how do I know but, um, yeah. oh wow okay yeah. fair enough <laughs> it's nah so bad man but, but you've yeah. also you're also doing the vlogs as well man I'm mean, getting around them I'll be watching those I think yeah, they yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome and chucking them up on YouTube. Um, it sort of gives people, I guess, a little bit of a different view of, you know, what goes on behind the scenes of being a DJ. Like what's what's your plan on that? Like, what are you going to, where are you going to take that? Um, take that? I have no idea. It's, yeah. it's sort of, again, what well, I'm like three or four weeks into it now. So yeah. it's a very big learning curve, especially with editing and what to record, what not to record. Um, but it was actually, again, it was Matt, my agent's idea. He goes, dude, you've got a camera and no one in the Melbourne scene, unless you're like a big dog, like a, like a Fisher sure, or yeah. a, you, you James Hype, you name it. Yeah. No, no one like smaller is kind of showing off the, the lifestyle that we still have as like a smaller dog. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a mix between trying to have it entertaining, but also show off what it's like being a full-time DJ and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so okay. we'll, we'll see where we can take it. <laughs> As I said, very, very new and learning curve, but I'm keen to do it regularly and see if there's anyone that will kind of back it a bit. And Yeah, man, a- like everyone starts off small, man. Who knows what it's going to be? Because yeah, I remember when James Hype was nobody and he started doing those streams and then that sort of made yeah. him take off. People yeah, started seeing his stuff that he would DJ at home and then like go from there. Like, you know, it helps all this stuff helps your brand. It really does, man. So yeah. Helps you stand out above the rest. Do something different for yeah. sure. Um, I'm going to ask you another question because we talked a little bit about this offline, but you have like a little secret trick when you DJ, man. Like you don't wear headphones apparently. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I haven't. Uh, I used the, I used headphones once 
last week for like a, a corporate, like a company called Stacks. They just opened a clothing line in one of the biggest shopping centers in Victoria. Okay. And that's the only time I've used headphones for like a year and a half because I wanted to make sure like everything, it was like clean edits for like a shop in a shopping center and yeah, all that. Okay. But yeah, I haven't for like, almost two years now how do you know if you're like i know you've obviously got the waveform man like you can you can you can nearly get away with it but man there's always times where the waveform might be a little bit off and you sort of the beat doesn't match and you you hear it through your headphones before you obviously bring it in but how do you do that without headphones like i think uh, (laughs) how do i do it no i don't some people would say i couldn't but nah um, I think it's just the biggest thing is knowing your USB, mm. um, knowing what tracks. And I feel like for R&B and hip hop, um, which I majority do play, even yeah. if they're mashups, um, it's not like techno where the kicks are so like sharp, where if it's off a little bit, you'll hear that clicking. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with R&B and hip hop, you can get off, uh, get away with it being slightly off. So okay. for the most part, you can like bring it in and because you're so comfortable playing without headphones for so long, yeah. it's okay and go, okay, it is a little bit off, but because again, it's not and techno you, with a hard kick or something. And you can quickly fix it if yeah, you hear the, it. Yeah, the drunk people in the club yeah. will like hardly notice. <laughs> Man, I was, at, I was at Tomorrowland obviously just recently and I'll go back and I listen to the same set that I listened to live and I hear so many mistakes. Right? Yeah, but, man, that's but the when, thing. But when I was live there, I didn't, you know, Yeah, yeah, that, and that would be the other thing. If I was, to, oh, I should have brought headphones for this. I was going to say, if it's like a recording, <laughs> yeah. it, it'd probably be a little bit different. Oh, when no. you're at the club, nobody knows. Yeah, it oh, I might be in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I get it. It's like yeah, okay. when, you, when it's a sound system in a room, there's people talking. Yeah, reverberations. Like reverb and, yeah, yeah, of course, man, yeah. of course. All right, man, I know we'll get into, we will get into the music really quickly, but I want to just ask you a couple of random questions because I always like yeah. to hear other DJs' perspectives, especially somebody like yourself that's been doing it for years. What's one thing you've learned over the years as a DJ that you could tell an up-and-comer like how to succeed in the business? Ooh, how to succeed. Do things yourself. For in, in a, in, oh, how, do, how do I put this? Like... I've noticed, uh, especially coming from like a mashup guy, where mm. again, it's like it's it's been my like primary thing for so long. I see a lot of people, and I took this advice from Jesse James actually, which again, if they know, they're like they're like he's like the mashup king. Yeah, he started of the party. He started the party essentials with what Chunky Dip and Champion, which is like yeah. what started mashup packs essentially. Yeah, he's been um, huge. I see a lot of people that they may be getting a lot of followers or maybe even not, but let's say even if you're getting a lot of followers on SoundCloud because they're posting mashup packs featuring like 10 different people mm. um, on it, you may be getting a lot of down of followers through like the download gate because when you download the pack, it like forces them to follow yeah, your accounts course, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you may, st- you may be starting to get a lot of followers, but you're questioning why you're not getting better sets or more pay or an agency's looking at you. I feel like a big part of that is because as a as a club and selling yourself or to an agency or a club, it's very, um, they can't see you as like an individual artist. So yeah, it's, you see the packs yeah, you want, else. yeah you, you want people to, I feel like you want as an artist or a DJ or whatever it is, you want people to be able to be attracted to you and your brand mm-hmm. and to be able to do more by yourself. Um, look at anyone, like even like restrictive man, like he, he hardly does a collab ever. No. Um, and that makes people go, as soon as they like that song, they go, oh, who made it? It's like, oh, it's yeah, him. It's like him. it's more, I feel like that's a big thing. And, and uploading consistently. That's something I only learned like last year. I used yeah. to only post like one or two packs, maybe even one pack a year. Uh-huh. Um, and it was again, like my roommate Benny and my agent Matt, who was like, start like posting consistently at like the, the quality that you try to make, like just put put your head down and because yeah. as soon as you 
are not posting as much. People like forget. people forget about you. Yeah, not, not 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 like people are rude or anything. It's yeah. just if you're not, especially with social media, like with TikTok, it's so so quick. So, yeah, it's just people will forget unless you're in people's Faces, like yeah. yeah the whole time. That's really good advice, man. I've never actually heard so I'd be so honest about it, man. That's actually oh really thanks, good I appreciate stuff. that. Ah, <laughs> Yay, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Eddie Uppy covers, take that on. All right, and where do you sort of see this lead in, bro? Like over the next five years, man. Where do you want to see Spice go? Like where's the oh. what's the big plan? Um, to be honest, I think I eventually want to leave the whole sort of R&B party DJ side of things because, um, someone said to me really well, you can only go so far playing other people's music for a living. Mm. And with the whole starting originals and everything, I still want to be very upbeat commercial, especially in my sense. I'm going to play mashups all the time, Yeah, but I want to be a little bit more recognized for the house direction I'm going in, whether it be like remakes, like I'm about to post or, Mm. um, more radio sort of edits. It's um, definitely taken off. Not that house has ever been dead, but I, yeah, mean, I no, think these yeah. days it's people are shifting from more of the maybe heavier party stuff to house and stuff. Yeah. And it's, getting, it's like it's all getting billboards bigger. and main clubs is. Like it used to just be like party yeah. radio music and now it's just like house remixes with a, a vocal of a yeah, song. Singalogs, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it definitely is going house. And even for the heaviest side of the scene, it yeah. went from like, in Melbourne at least, went from minimal and stuff. Now it's like UK techno, which is just a heavier house. And, <laughs> yeah, For sure, man. All right. Well, I'm excited to see where it all leads, man, over the next five years. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's get into it. Um, we'll play some bangers. So what should we expect to hear from your set, bro? Oh, God. Mashups, mashups, mashups. <laughs> uh, I'll play, uh, yeah, I'll play that remake of uh, Digital Fall yes. in Love and I'll play some unreleased mashups and some mashups I've released, some little in-betweens of a mashup I've posted, but like a little edit for myself it's a little bit different from the one i posted well Love i haven't it. planned my set so <laughs> i'll literally just be going i'm like yeah let's play this one just so. wig it bro that's the best way that's where the magic happens yeah all right well let's get into it please welcome spice in the beginning there was jack and jack had a groove and from this groove came the grooves of all grooves and while one day viciously throwing down on his box jack boldly declared let there be house and house music was born 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 I wake up every day is a daydream everything in my life ain't what it I wake up just to go back to sleep Shallow, but I'm in too deep And all I care about is sex and violence Every baseline is my kind of silence Everybody says that I can't get a grip But I let Sammy E give me the slip But some people think I'm homeless But I just think I'm free And I'm just living my life There's nothing crazy about me Some people pay for fools
feeling is just so right as we dance by the moonlight. Can't you see? You're my delight, lady. Ooh, baby, baby, ooh, baby 